This is the Beginner's Guide to Human Design. I'm your host, Madeline Evergreen. This podcast makes understanding your human design chart super simple and easy. Have you ever looked at your chart and seen all those shapes, lines, arrows, and numbers and gotten lost in the descriptions? Me too. After countless hours of practice and study, I'm here to break it down for you. Now let's get into today's episode. It's Ask Me Anything Day. I love doing these Q&A podcasts. A few weeks ago, I asked over on Instagram for you to submit some questions about human design. The details, the dirtier, the bigger, the more complex, the better. So here we're going to dive into some of the questions. I got a lot of questions from you, which I love, but it's definitely going to be more than we're going to do today. So stay tuned for more Ask Me Anything episodes to come out soon. Maybe I'll even do another one next week. Who knows? Anything can happen. I'm following my sacral authority to decide. But before we jump into that, let's read the review of the week. This is over on Apple Podcasts. It's a five-star review, and the title says, Amazing, Life-Changing Information. I found Madeline on Instagram and was immediately drawn to her content. She truly had the heart of a teacher, and you can tell she is genuine and passionate about sharing her experience and knowledge with others. I listened to her entire podcast series in the span of two days and became obsessed with human design. I had no idea I was a passive manifester until I looked at my chart and once I started to implement that method, incredible things started to happen in my life. Thank you, Madeline, for being your amazing, authentic self. Wow, that is so awesome that you found out that you're a passive manifester and amazing things are starting to happen in your life. That is literally how human design works. Once you start living according to your design, your life just unfolds beautifully in front of your eyes. So if that was your review, you win a prize. I am going to answer a deep, intense, lengthy, detailed question of yours about your human design chart. And you can contact me over on Instagram. Find me at healthy underscore Madeline and send me a message or DM over there and let me know what username you used to write that review and send me your chart info, like your birth info and what your big juicy question is. And I've been answering a lot of those questions live. Um, I can either answer them anonymously or I can use your name. It's up to you, but I've been actually doing the answer live over on Instagram on a video and posting the recording because so many of your incredible deep questions actually apply to other people and it's just helpful for us all. So send me your question. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And also I just want to circle back again and point out that this person said that they found out their passive manifester. And until they started implementing that, or once they started implementing that, incredible things started to happen in their life. And that's exactly what's happening with my students inside of Manifest with Madeline as well. They are learning how to use multiple aspects of their chart, not just the active and passive or specific and non-specific, but other areas of their chart, including their digestive type, to learn how to manifest the best life 
for them, the most incredible life that's truly meant for them on autopilot without having to do rituals and spend so much time and energy and money on manifestation. So Manifest with Madeline is currently in session, but I am going to be offering it again soon. So if you want to get on the wait list for that course, go to MadelineEvergreen.com and go to the human design tab, and you'll see a few choices under that tab. And one of them is manifest with Madeline. That's where you can get on the wait list to be notified when the course is open for enrollment again. All right. I think it's time to get into some of these questions. Let's see how far we get. This first one is from creative underscore minds on Instagram. And this person says, I am confused about something. I'm an MG, authority is emotional, solar plexus, my top arrow points left, and my ego center is defined. So with my ego center defined, should I have consistent motivation? But I don't. Could it be because my authority? I think when my emotions are low, that's when I find it hard to get with the program and be consistent. I haven't tracked this, but thinking back, I assume that's what's happening. Amazing. Amazing. I love this question. This is where human design can get extremely complicated, and I am here to make it simple for you to understand. So, for anybody who heard that question and is like, whoa, don't know what all those words mean, don't even worry about it. Let's all just calm and center ourselves. So, this person has a defined ego center. And that means that they have true, deep heart's desires. They deeply, deeply, deeply feel a desire for something that never really leaves. Like it never wavers. They always desire that deep thing. And maybe it's something like they deeply long to be a mother or they deeply care for the health of the planet or they deeply want to impact people's lives. It's not like I deeply want that pair of jeans right there so bad and then they forget about it in two weeks or next year. This is something that I explained in episode 21 of the podcast. So feel free to go back and listen to it there. So when you have a defined ego, then it's described to you that you're always motivated the same amount. And this is a little tricky to understand. This is where words become challenging, but we have to choose words because that is how us humans are going to be communicating. So when when somebody says that you have consistent motivation and and that's because you have a defined ego, It means that you're always motivated to achieve your deep heart's desires. If you have low energy, you still deeply want that heart's desire. If you have high energy, you still deeply want that heart's desire. And maybe you have um, low energy and you're tired out or you have a bad mood or a low mood or you're feeling anxious or depressed or exhausted or burnt out, but... You still deeply desire what it is that you actually want inside. So I hope that that part makes sense. And then she pointed out, or he, I'm not sure, pointed out something about an arrow. Okay, I see here. The top two arrows point left. So the top left arrow, if it points left, that means that you're consistent, not inconsistent. And if the top 
right arrow is pointing left, that means that you are strategic. You're good at making strategies and following strategies or plans. And then you're saying on here that you feel like you don't have constant motivation or consistent motivation. Well, let me explain what this consistency arrow means first. When your top left arrow points to the left, yes, you are labeled as a consistent person, but that means that life is easier and less stressful for you when you have consistency. Maybe you consistently eat the same kinds of foods around the same times, or you can you have a consistent exercise routine, or you have a consistent work schedule or bedtime, or you consistently wear the same types of clothes. It doesn't really matter what it is, but things that are just sort of pre-organized and planned and consistent make your life easier. If you were inconsistent, it would be very stressful for you to have to follow consistent routines or schedules or plans or consistent, you know, like a consistent workout schedule or eat at the same times of day every day. That would be stressful and effortful for an inconsistent classified person. So being consistent is different than always being the same amount of motivated for your heart's desires like the ego. But they go kind of well together because if you're really desiring something deeply, you could set up some consistent routines to help you achieve that desire. And that top right arrow is pointing left for you. So that means that you are strategic. So you could even create a strategic plan to be consistent to achieve your heart's desires. And you pointed out that your authority is emotional. So you do have random emotional waves that are going to be layered on on top of this that might feel a little bit like a challenge. So the more that you can allow yourself to experience your emotions while they're happening and let yourself cry, let yourself laugh, let yourself have rage, let yourself express emotion as it's coming up so that it doesn't suppress you then you are going to be able to get in contact with those deep heart desires a little bit easier. Now, I do want to layer on one more piece. You said you're a manifesting generator, so it is normal for you to want to kind of jump from one thing to the next or be multifaceted or multi-passionate and have lots of different interests or skills or hobbies or jobs. And that doesn't mean that you jump from one heart's desire to the next really quickly. So this is just a random example I'm coming up with. Maybe you deeply desire becoming a mother and that's what you your soul is just really wanting. You're always going to be really, really motivated and consistently interested in becoming a mother and always very passionate and longing and your heart is just kind of going out for that mother in you, in your future. But because you're a manifesting generator, you might have all these random interests around motherhood. Like maybe one day you get obsessed with learning about home births and then you become like really into babysitting and then you become, I don't know, you get all these books on how to get pregnant or you learn all about the stages of growth for children or parenting, or maybe you're not interested in any of that and you just have your own thing going on. Like maybe you're an artist and you do painting or sculpting, and then you also are an athlete on the side. Plus maybe you have a day job doing this other thing and you're passionate about all of that because you're a manifesting generator, but those things are not your deep soul desire. You have 
something within you that's more of like the heart soul desire. So I hope that that answered the question. Let's move to the next one. This is from Jennifer and she says, I am at the very beginning of delving into human design. I love how I can really identify with my chart. What I'm hoping to learn more about is how to better support my children and husband whose charts are totally different than mine. I realize this may be a difficult question to address in a podcast, but that's where my interest is leading me. Fabulous. I get this question a lot. I also have people ask me how they can better support their staff. I did a talk for a group of people a while ago, and it was kind of like a work environment sort of thing. And they really wanted to know how they can support their staff or their coworkers' human design charts. And the first answer is to focus on mastering your own chart. And if that's all you ever do, you are actually better supporting your children, your husband, your friends, your family, your staff. And why that is, is because everybody's going to like you more. Everybody's going to be more receptive to you. They're going to be more comfortable around you. They're going to be just happier in your energy when you are in alignment. Your children and your partner, your husband are going to feel tension and resistance when you are out of alignment. So I would say your number one goal for everyone is to focus on yourself, get yourself into alignment. Also, I truly believe that we as souls, soul babies, before we incarnate, we choose our parents and we know their human design chart or their, you know, alignment before we incarnate. And we want to be mothered or fathered by that specific design. So your children want a mother with your chart. Isn't that beautiful? So even if you are living so authentically according to your design and you're worried that it's going to bother them or it's not going to be right for them, it is right for them. They need you to be your most real, in alignment, authentic self for them to get the lessons, the teachings, the mothering that comes from you uniquely. And then once you're really doing that, you can start to layer on a piece of uh, checking their charts, checking your husband's chart, checking your kids' charts, and seeing what might work best for them? What can be supportive of them? What's normal and healthy for them that isn't normal and healthy for you? And you can allow those kids to flourish into who they're really meant to be and support them through that. So start with the energy type. You know, if if you're a manifesting generator and you're just moving so fast and you're so into all these different hobbies, but maybe you have a projector for a child and you're expecting this child to sign up for all the different programs because that's what you would do, maybe just watch them and see what's in their nature. And if they want to choose one thing and then they need to maybe have downtime and resting and introspection and give a lot of critiques on that one thing, maybe that's normal for your projector child, but it would not be normal for you as a manifesting generator. So instead of looking at their charts and trying to um, parent them according to their chart, you parent them according to your chart, but support them in stepping into their chart. And same with your husband. Hope that was helpful. All right. Next question from Instagram. And this is from Megliana 2019. She says, 
what's the best way for generators and manifestors to work and collaborate together? For example, a 1-3 generator and a 2-4 manifestor, both with solar plexus authority. So both with an emotional authority. Ooh, okay, let me wrap my mind around this. So a generator and a manifestor. Let's start with that. And you're working together. Okay, the generator needs to feel really lit up by the work. By whatever the work is, they need to feel really lit up because they are supplying that project and everybody involved with energy. And if that generator is not lit up by it, by like the ultimate outcome of the work being um, uh, coming to fruition, then that generator either needs to leave and not be a part of this, or the generator needs to change their attitude to a perspective or a point of view that does light them up. And then the manifester is not going to be supplying the energy, but the manifester is going to come in with instinctual hits of, we need to do this. And it's not going to be something that they can justify or explain, but they're just going to get like a knowing or a information bomb that drops in their mind that they need to go this direction, or we need to pivot, or we need to take this path or make this choice. And they really do know based off of their instincts and not based off of logic or information. So it's a great idea to allow a manifester to go with their instincts and expect the manifester to kind of go wild and work, 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 work when they get the go ahead to use their instinct and, you know, go down that specific path they've chosen. But then they will experience a drop of energy where now they need to retreat. They need to rest. They need to dip out for a while. You need to give them space to rest as long as they need. So a a generator, if they're lit up, if they're into the work, they're going to be able to work consistently and for like normal hours, a lot of time, you know, a kind of conventional schedule, but a manifester is not like that. A manifester is going to work like 24 seven for a period of time while they're really into something and then not at all for a period of time. So you've got to respect the manifestors need for rest when that happens. And then the generator is a one, three and the manifestor is a two, four, very different profiles. So the generator that's the one three is going to be really into gathering all of the information, getting all of the knowledge before doing anything. And I wonder if that would be challenging for them to allow the manifester to just go for the instinctual hits because the instincts are not going to be like backed up by research, but the one in the generator is going to want to back things up by research or study or preparation. And then the three in that generator is going to want to experiment as well. So they have a very polarizing profile there where their conscious side of them, their one side of them really wants to just go wild with studying, preparation, and practice. But the three, the unconscious side of them that they're not quite aware of, does want to just learn the information by doing and experiencing. And then the two four is the manifester. The two is somebody who is naturally gifted. So they're not going to need to do a lot of research or learning. That's not really their thing. They are just naturally gifted at certain things and will just be able to do them. But they also do need to have their alone time. So I bet that that manifester 2-4 person is really going to need rest and alone time 
Not all the time, but when they need it, it's critical that they absolutely get it. And then the four side of the manifester is the more unconscious side that they may be less aware of. And that's the side of them that is very into their people. So they have a select group of people kind of like their business partner, their best friend, their their life partner, their lover. Those kinds of people are their people and they don't really work well with everybody. They're not going to want to be best friends or even medium friends with tons of people, they're going to want their core group of people around them for support and for relationship. And it's normal for them to just really not click with certain people for no reason. Now, both of you have an emotional authority, so watch out because you're both going to be having random emotional waves and you just need to allow yourself to have feelings when they come up. Don't judge them. Don't justify them. Don't explain them away. Just let yourself feel the feelings and let the other person feel their feelings too without taking it personal. And then when it comes time for you both to make important decisions together, you have to wait until you're both cool, calm, and collected, and emotionally feeling neutral. Neither of you should be making decisions when you're on an emotional high or an emotional low. So what a dynamic pairing there. Oh my goodness, I have kind of like a wild imagination of of what that partnership looks like, but it's so interesting to think about. So that's going to be all of our questions for today. I have a lot more and I think we're just going to keep doing some more AMA, Ask Me Anything episodes coming up. Thank you all so much for listening and go out and share this episode with your friends. Probably not your brand new human design friends because this is kind of some like complicated stuff, way more complicated than we normally go. So feel free to scoot on back and share some earlier episodes with your friends that don't know anything about human design. And then your like really nerdy human design friends, you can share this one with. They're probably going to love it. All right, guys, I will catch you all in a week. 